0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is the weekender with the Anfield wrap. It is the weekender indeed coming up. Uh, before we get stuck into the room, I'm speaking to Ian Byrne about fan support and food banks. Uh, we've got a chat with City Liverpool FC about an event that they're doing. John Gibbons has done that, and the Zootons of all people. Uh, joining us as well. Uh, that is everything that you need to come. But before then, in the room, I have Kiefer O'Neill, Jay McKenna, and Amelia Bonner to talk about Paris Saint Germain versus Liverpool and then Liverpool versus Everton. That's everything we did. We've also got the quiz, uh, which we did the week one of last week, uh, week two to come in, association with football flash. So that's all very good indeed. Uh, but we'll start off talking about Paris Saint Germain and we'll talk, we'll start Kiefer talking about the Liverpool side. I think we're caught on the hop by a remarkably fast side by Paris Saint Germain and they never really got back in it.
0: I think Mbappe's still running, isn't he? I'm just so scared of him when he starts <laughs> running. I was like, stop him, just someone stop him. He's so quick. Um, yeah, we just never got going in the first half. And, you know, now we've lost the three away games in the group stages for the first time ever, which is so disappointing because we love a European away and we love winning them. And obviously, PSG needed to win. It would have been, we, PSG needed to win, but we needed to knock them out. Like, that would have been amazing. And we just didn't take that opportunity. Um, They've, Just yeah, we were just caught really the first half we just weren't there second half we got into the game a little bit after Milner's penalty I think that perked us up going into the second half but then I can't actually think and back remember a chance that we created other than Mane getting the penalty which was given for a corner first of all which was just bizarre Um, it felt like a play as well obviously a bit of a pantomime all the play acting Mm -hmm. so I didn't know quite whether it was half time or the interval Um, so yeah it was just very disappointing
1: they hit our right side hard, Jay. Um, you know, it's fair to say they really did. Um, putting both Mbappe and Neymar on that side was obviously, you know, you didn't do that by accident. It was a clear tactic. And they got the reward first 15 minutes. My only thing is, the frustration is that we'd almost weathered it. I think, you know, I think it's quite the timing of the goal is to put all their energy, all the all their enterprise into, we've got to get ahead in this game. We've got to get ahead. And I think they might have just began to wilt if we'd have got to 20 minutes, but we didn't. Yeah, you've got, you know,
2: there's a thing, isn't there, that, we're, we should be
1: used to teams doing
2: that because that's not what we do. We sh- we should be aware of what to expect there. You know, sit tight. And we just didn't. It, it, it was really inexplicable to, to watch that first 15, 20 minutes because you're thinking like, what's going on here? I, you've seen patches of that. I, I, I remember City last season in the in the Champions League. The first 10 minutes, it was like, oh my God, lads, can we have a touch soon? And then we scored and then it was like, ha ha, watch this. And then we battered them. But now when that doesn't happen, it's like, Right, and we've got to see this period. How long is this period gonna you know, last? And I think you're right. It looked like it was done, and then the, that goal just gives them, you know, another lease of life. The the, the way they played yesterday, though, I think it, it was a freedom. I no I know they had to win to stay in the competition. So it was like, well, this is there was nothing to lose there for them. Now, obviously, there was because if they got got beaten at home, it would have been incredibly embarrassing for the manager. You know, it would have been a big problem for a club that has ambitions of going deep into European competitions, and they usually do reach the knockout stages. Certainly, you know, the quarterfinals onwards. So, I think if you PSG last night, they did play with this freedom. You know, Neymar, for all his play acting, you know, played like he was just enjoying football. You know, seeing a few journalists say, you know, it was almost what they expected from Neymar finally at PSG that he influenced the game that he was there, you know, he was linking up with Mbappe, you know, but they were saying Cavani was quiet, he didn't have to, they just relied on their two stars, who came into their own, because it was the big moments, and, and I think you're right, we, we just hadn't got going, and I think that, that goal, the way it came, you know, it isn't, it's it's not just one person's mistake, I don't, think it, I don't think it was just one of the defenders, I think there's a few little things, that come into play there, that, you think, we just never really got going, so we probably made them look a bit better than they
1: were, but, you know, that was what you'd expect from a team like PSG. Um Just before I go to Amelia Jay, but should Van Dyke just do better? I mean, because that for me, that's the frustration—is that Van Dyke does
2: this, and he's done. It's not the first time he's done it. It, He doesn't launch a ball. Van Dyke just doesn't smash something into Rosette. He he just doesn't. There's lots of crosses that come in. It's on his wrong foot, and he. But even does it with his right foot. He just not doesn't let it hit his foot. But. He acts like it's just like, right, like, if it's a get a touch, I can knock it out wide and someone else can do something with it. So he gets out of danger, but he doesn't, you know, t- he tries to retain possession. I think equally that, you know, Lovren and Gomez sort of get themselves close over. Lovren's right over by Gomez and Gomez has then got to get back across. You th- I do wonder whether, you know, it's the kind of place you might have expected. I, I, I must admit, I haven't seen a goal back save for the replays. Last night, you think you know is that one of them where Milner sometimes does get a foot in and knocks it away from? So it's a catalogue of things. I don't think anyone's particularly at fault, but when that comes in, particularly because we've been under pressure, I want go. I, I want Van Dyke to just smash that. I want him to launch
3: Van he wasn't at his best last night. I think it's probably the worst form I've seen him playing in since he signed. Yeah, he missed interest.
2: a few headers. There was one where he just completely missed the header. And I was like. Had weird if you gone you're massive. Yeah. You can win everything.
3: Where's that, that, that magnet? You do, you do, you notice it, and yeah. I think that goes to show how much of a difference he and Alison, obviously their different conversations to have. But I think it shows how much more confidence and security he gives you the rest of the time because, like, when he wasn't on form last night, you felt it, and you yeah. really, really felt it. I think always want to try and draw a positive from anything. The fact that we're up against a side of that quality and that they're being that relentless and that fast and that we come away from it and it's only 2-1, even with Van Dijk being off form, even with the midfield being kind of not the best, even with the front three leaving quite a bit to be desired. The fact that you walk away and it's 2-1, I think, although it's a defeat and it's not ideal and it means that we have to, we go into the very last game needing to win. I don't know. I'm not as disheartened by it as I could be.
1: I think Amelia, the, 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 if you want to say if you want to actually look at one positive is the extent to which that was, you know, looking at the post-match. That was Paris Saint-Germain's cup final. They they responded to that like this was the biggest game of their season so far, and maybe even the, the biggest game of their season for a biggest game they've had for a while. And I think it's crazy. I think they were shattered, Paris. I think going into half time, they began to be really tired. Second off, because they'd thrown so much energy at Liverpool, that's what they felt as though they had to do to get something out of the
3: game. Yeah, they they were like relentless is the only word that comes to mind for in that kind of. Every time they were in the box or any time they were just in that part of the pitch, it's kind of you see off one of them and then there's another one and there's another one and there's another one and they just keep coming until eventually the inevitability of a goal is just absolutely undeniable and it's the pace and the determination and it's the inevitability that when you watch us play at Anfield, sometimes you feel about us that you're like, we're just going to score here and it's just a case of when and that's what I felt watching PSG last
2: night. And even Neymar's goal for them had that sense of that like, oh, this was just going to happen because even Mm. the way he scores, he doesn't, he even stops himself. You he, he, he can see he's tried to place it into the corner, but he's not actually sure he's going to score. And it's one of them. It's just come to him. It's just fell to him. He's just hit it. It's just like, Oh my God, there's not, you can't catch a break here. And and that's really, you know, we just weren't very good. I think that's the other side. Of this. And it's, it is a, I don't know, other people have talked about this. I know, um, Kev has said this in past ones about like, imagine when we're going to be good, but like we are like, it, 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 it was a bit worrying last night to think that we turned up. And that was the way we performed at p s g away you know I think the Belgrade when we got caught, you know you could maybe argue we got caught on our heels, we weren't expecting it to a spectacular goal, you know we just went at the races in Napoli, you know you could go there if we you know that was a different way to draw it's, you you can maybe excuse them ones. this one we just weren't very good, and I think there's there's something deeper behind that about how we set up and how we want
1: to play football do you think do you think the league forms the not even the league form forms the wrong words. The league requirements are hitting the European for me, Jake. Because that's one of the things I think. Like, for instance, when we play a Paris Saint Germain in the, you know, when we play Porto, Man City, Roma in the knockout phases, the focus of the week's the European game. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the difference here is that there's no, there's no one focus. You know, Watford. We all said it's going to be an unbelievably tough game. It was physically draining. Right. Uh, you know, they, they put you through the paces. There's the derby on the horizon. When we go to Napoli, the next game's Man City at home. You know, I'm sort of I'm wondering about this in terms of are they finding that the challenge all of a sudden? It's not and not just even the physical ask of that, but the mental ask as I, well. I
2: think so because they probably know themselves, like we all feel in the stands. It's just not happening. Whatever that is, whatever you know, the midfield, the, the forwards aren't getting the same service. They're not finding themselves in the same positions. They don't look as confident. The midfield, you know, Milner that looked. You know that midfield that looked incredible early on in the season you know you're thinking one album's playing himself into fantastic form plays last night like he's literally knackered like he literally can't run and you think usual were better than this and it's just something's just not clicking and I think then they're having to put so much effort then into league games because if you think about it if Liverpool played the way they were they could you know they could be expecting last night oh we'll have a tough 45 against PSG we'll come out and do Liverpool we'll score two goals early in the second half and they're done you know, we'd have done the same at the weekend against Watford. That's not happening for us. So we're not getting that rest in games. We're having to work for for all our wins. And, you know, that that's not going to
1: stop anytime soon. Mm-hmm.
2: No, and it shouldn't. And it shouldn't if you're planning to win the league. But I think that's just something new for them when yes. they're trying to find a new way to win games. And I think what was the the talent thing, I think, when you you know, as you said before, taking taking into account the three, you know, way, three games away from home and, and thingy, is if you look at them, there is a there is a stark reality that we didn't know how we could win. I still don't know to think like if we'd have done this, we'd have won that game because we've tried different things in this game and it still hasn't worked and it's like, what, what is missing? And I think Klopp's probably trying to figure that out and you know, trying different things with the midfields and that's why we've seen that midfield last night. It's worked previously. It's I don't think we'll see that midfield again. You know, was dropping Arnold, the right thing, because as much as he came down the right and that's what he wants to protect, then there was loads of space in behind and lots of times when we were playing Milner in to try and chip across a thingy. So he was the midfielders. It's like, no, we need him in midfield running into the box. If Trent's doing that, we've got three, three, three lads in the box and midfielders coming to join them. That's much better. And we just didn't seem to have that.
1: Uh, the second goal, uh, mentioning the midfield, for uh, the whole midfield has gone walkies for the, for the second goal. I think that the attack breaks down really badly. I think it's worth pointing that out, but they've all committed forwards, And it was as though Paris Saint-Germain knew, this is our moment, this is our time. And they, they broke with so much purpose.
0: Yeah, they just sliced us open, literally carved through. And it felt like we, our players were running and it, like, it was like slow motion. And they were just like this fast. What we This time last year in Europe, or the whole season in Europe, we were that team member in the orange kit. And we'd just go and we'd score seven. You know, we were that team, we'd just carve people open and just so so weird that like to watch that happen to us because we're not really used to it, are we? And it's I but, think um,
1: Do you think he but do you think he again mentioning that, like I think their manager sets them up, can pick that team and can able to even say, you know, this this is the way they're going to play. This is the way the lineup's going to be. And there's going to be these times because he does this thing with this three in midfield where he doesn't leave one holding. He wants them all pushed right up. There will be gaps. And it's mad to me that you know I think at times the midfield will be within the rights to say to the defence in the first 20 minutes, you need to be ten yards further up. But they're on the halfway line there to be further midfield and there's a huge gap between the sorry the the defence. And there's a huge gap between them and the midfield that they're just able to walk right into.
0: I thought we were two deeper times as well when we were trying to attack because then, you know, we'd have our th- front three and they'd be like almost in the midfield for ages and we'd just be waiting to sort of get out and then we'd pass backwards and it was just like, it just felt like so stale that we couldn't, and I know... Uh, the midfielders are getting a lot of criticism like Henderson Will for passing sideways and stuff and backwards. And I think that is unfair sometimes because he does pass forwards, obviously. But it felt like last night like, no one knew how to pass forwards. Yeah,
2: it was what well, the to give PSG some credit though, and you know, I think there are faults we've got to address, but there was one where like Joe Gomez is dead fast and like he looked like he looked like me chasing Neymar, like, and I'm like dead slow. And he like he, he was Neymar, Mbappe was away, and then Neymar was away. It was like, lads, where have you gone? The other thing that I think you know he should have been sent off, but. For was brilliant for them. They have a technical. The reason I think they were able to slice open is not just. is we were poor, so made that easier for them, but they've got really very good technical players. And they took risks. Yeah, and they. Yeah, they, they, they back. They do, they do what Ronaldo was doing when he was really informed for Liverpool. They've done what Ronaldo was doing when he came into the derby away from home last season, taking the ball, knowing that someone's up his backside, and trusting him that he could either pop it off to someone or he could roll the man and Liverpool weren't doing that Liverpool don't feel confident doing that we don't feel confident giving it to one of our three in the same situation so but last night they were like give the ball to me I will play the ball ten y- five yards behind that man ten yards further away from where you are and they were just literally trusting that it would be there because they have got I don't think they've got the same team spirit and ethos as we have a way of playing but They've got very technically proficient players, and that showed at times last night.
1: They eroded our confidence, I think. I think that you see us play certain balls in, but they get to the point that you know the second goal is a really good example of one where your lines come right the way up, but your midfielders haven't been where they need to be. So why will your line take that chance again? They're not going to push up again because they could get found out and then behind. And Amelia, I thought that what they did really well was they just put doubt in Liverpool mind, Liverpool's minds.
3: Yeah, and I think watching, there was no point at which I thought oh, hang on a sec, our front three actually pose a threat here. I think there was no point at which they got the ball and I thought, right, come on, we're on, this is going to happen. There was no... I didn't feel the same way about us attacking as I did them. I thought, oh, good God, they're going to get another goal here. And I think that usually when you watch Liverpool, there is that feeling of, yeah, we're making them a bit scared. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. And I just think that I would really, really struggle to pick a single point in the game where I felt like our front three were a threat at all. But then I think it's impossible to pick one thing that went wrong last night because the midfield isn't isn't working or isn't there, isn't right, whatever. The front three didn't feel like a threat, and then Van Dyke's not on form. It's just there's no there's no one thing that you can pick out and go, Right, well that's what we work on.
1: One encouraging thing I felt the second the second half was a bridge head. I want to be quite clear about this. Liverpool could have shipped five there, um the way the game went, Kiva, you know, and that's not to sort of damn aside with faint praise or praise aside in a damning way. You know, there's the there's, there's sides we like mentioned before when we went to Porto when we absolutely battered them. You know, the sides who would have capitulated and we didn't. We got a bridgehead in the game, Um and I'd also say the other thing that's encouraging is Naby Keita. I thought it was a good little cameo from him, uh, where you were able to see what he could bring to the side.
0: I want to see him play more now, definitely. I think the sort of old guard of Milner, Henderson, and Wijnaldum is sort of like it's it's not been working all season. Almost we've just been getting through the games and winning them, most of them anyway, and. Um, I think now it's time for Klopp to just put him in the team, just put him in every week and just see what happens because he looked fresh when he came on. He looked like he could do something but it was almost too late to have an effect. Um, Yeah, so I'd play him and Shaqiri, come on, I felt a bit sorry for him in a way because he couldn't really do nothing but he was doing everything but doing nothing all at the same time but that I think was the whole team. In
1: general, i very much enjoyed Andy Robertson going all the way to right back to wallop someone. Uh, for, and then so Henderson he like
0: furious. strangling him and saying don't do it. Yeah, and Robertson then then was <laughs>
2: gonna kill Henderson. Yeah, Robertson was <laughs> like literally screaming to him. Henderson's just off camera, like thought is he shouting a name out or something? And they're thinking that he's
1: shouting at Henderson and say, yeah. "Who are you telling off here?" Yeah, no, I thought I, I loved I loved this idea <laughs> of I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna trot over here just to wallop him now because. Yeah. It's, cause it's, and
2: then it's, when he was arguing, Henderson pulling away, he's like literally fuming at Henderson and say "No, yeah. watch me do this." Yeah. There's a
0: picture of Andy Robertson. He put it up on his Instagram how sort of like looking at Bobby Firmino you know, sort of say get your mate Neymar stood next to him he's like get your mate before I come uh, yeah.
1: out before we have to have a thing about this it's I think the Keita thing is that is the major is the major uh, Ben uh, positive Amelia, along with the form of the goalkeeper the goalkeeper's obviously you know he showed a lot of his worth last night the, the little one when he pushes it out but he pushes it in an intelligent way <laughs> was just terrific goalkeeping
3: yeah no I'd absolutely agree with that and yeah obviously he let's two in but like blem neck, they were good <laughs> <laughs>
1: He <laughs> was, he was fine. Uh, Kite said, I think he, he was- makes a
2: save that's actually offside, doesn't he, from Silver? But and it's, it's, yeah. Adam, it's proper close. It's one of them that, you know, uh, 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 and he pushes it away with such force that Silver doesn't get the mm-hmm. rebound. Yeah. And then he actually gets up and saves the rebound. From that, where I think Neymar shoots and he still saves that with his feet. Mm. Yeah. He was really good last night, the goalie. He
1: yeah, was yes. really good. Um, there's no disgraces to Jay in the defeat. Uh, in that They're a very good side. They'll beat people. There's no disgrace in it whatsoever, but there is a lot for the manager to think about, take away, and maybe not even take away necessarily for the next couple of games, but for the next big game.
2: Yeah, I think he's got to think about how he wants us to play. I think, you know, if we'd have gone to PSG and got beat 2 1, you know, looking at just that as a result, you'd say, all right, tag, no. You know, two two star players score goals for them. You know, sorry, star players score goals for them, and on form. All right, sounds one of them. We'll live with that. But it's it's having watch. It, it's the manner of it. It's just the way. My concern isn't how they cut us open. It's it's, it's that we just didn't even look close. It's, it wasn't like they broke fast, and you know they were just superior. It's that we were out of position. We just looked slow getting back. It was we just didn't look there. We didn't when we were at the ball. You weren't thinking. We're gonna create something. We're gonna make something. Even our set
1: pieces. How many times do we like? Oh, you know, we had it central. You know, there was one way. throw, th- by the way. I've yeah. had enough of it now. I from yeah. thinking this is great to thinking never do it yeah. again. No one
2: wants. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to attack it. they all stand still. It's like we're literally trying the old trusted method of put the big fella near to the front post. Yeah, he'll flicker on over him and someone will thing you, yeah. And then we don't throw it to the big man at the front <laughs> post. <laughs> we try and throw it to Bobby for me. You at the at, at, in the middle of the goal. It's like. Lads, this isn't going to happen. center half are, like, dead good now. they, they, they practised this.
1: Uh, Tiago Silva was dead good. He oh. was absolutely brilliant. He's,
0: like, 50 now as well, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's,
1: He's just still
0: talking. doing it, him and Danny Alves. Like, it was like, look, like, oh, turn ter- ter- back the clocks.
1: The bromance between
2: him and Marquinhos was mm. absolutely doing me. I don't know if <laughs> someone just him for that. <laughs> Please stop.
0: I thought someone of the well... Name did get whacked, but he celebrated his goal for like four minutes, didn't
1: he? It was mad how every like He's every like cut to they had to, they had to, and, they had to yeah. replay for And I was thinking, when's he done all like? Has
4: he yeah, pulled yeah. some of this? this sure. There was <laughs> a lad
1: from work said his, his, his you know his goal to
2: celebration ratio was mad because he like celebrated five different things there. Yep. <laughs> if he just scored again, he'd been like, oh, what am I going
1: to do now? Yeah, I've got nothing. He's yeah. in another order. <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> in the repertoire. Uh, we will get on to talking about the Side derby in a minute or two. Coming up first though, I've got Ian Byrne, Neil Atkinson, and Adamelia Amelia here to do some Lord time. Pieces chat for you a uh, lovely presentational watches 15% off if you are going through them with the Anfield wrap all you got to do is apply the discount um right at the very end when you check out and you'll get 15% off if you go to the uh, lordtimepieces.com forward slash wrap that's where you can see uh the, the, the special page that's been set up for that your watch guy um yeah
5: I mean half a watch guy I think I think I could develop into a, into born 100% of a watch guy. But yeah, I, I, every few years have my, uh, just have my eye on a, on, on a watch. It tends to be if I've seen just someone else wearing it. And you and just then, think, and yeah. Then, and then, and then that sows the seed. And then it's 18 months later, I'll have it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if I should become a watch guy. Yeah. And that I'm not a watch guy, but you know, like, for instance, down here doing shows, you know, knowing what time it is without feeling like you get your phone out mm. is, is, is for me, you know, cause you're in a meeting or something, but I'm conscious there's something else to come. Just being able to flick a little look at a watch versus get your phone out and feel very, very rude. I yeah. mean, you've got a watch on right now. So that's why I'm asking the question that you see. I just,
5: I just tried to do a little sly. What's the time then to see what, see what you thought of my, yeah, your, the time your little
1: what's the time game, or yeah. one of them, uh, to go right the way through, just a little one of them. <laughs> little, one of them. <laughs> it works well as an advert. Yeah, yours yeah.
5: was two handed, like a, you know, like a, like a, like a Federer, not a, a non Federer backhander. Yeah, Federer backhander. I a one handed, what, what's the time, like Fudge Federer.
1: Um, the, the watches on the Lord time Pieces uh, websites are lovely, uh, going right the way through. they real lot of class acts. We had one in the office until John took it home, uh, frankly, um, and it's now John's watch, so well done him. Um, but they are uh, good stuff, uh, we are more than pleased to recommend them, so if you are thinking about getting someone a Christmas present of a watch, uh, you could do a lot worse than to go onto the Lord Time Pieces website so it's lord, lordtimepieces.com forward slash rap, you then get to see our logo and it says, hey the Anfield Rap fans, which is interesting language, uh, but they are giving you 15% off automatically uh, to discount off with the, with, with the code rap, if you put it in the end, so do have, do have a little look, and they've, they've, they've had the temerity to choose our top picks, no one rang me and went, do you want to pick your top picks, but they do all Look like lovely watches, so thank you very much to them for supporting not just us but other podcasts as well. Um, and if you do want to go for it, the uh, LordTimepieces.com forward slash rap. Joined by Ian Byrne from fans supporting food banks, first and foremost, to talk about what we're calling the Universal Credit Derby around the winter campaign. Um, just to contextualize all of this, uh, the food banks we've had Ian on, uh, talking with Dave on a number of occasions, uh, but the situation is worsening, uh, in North Liverpool. Um, given uh, the Advent of Universal credit, the Trussell Trust anticipates that fan support and food banks will need to double the current amount of food bank donations to meet the demand in North Liverpool, certainly as we approach December and going into the new year as well, realistically, uh, with Christmas on the horizon. Um, First and foremost, Ian, let's be quite clear about this. You want, we want as many people to make donations in a number of different places, which we'll come onto as possible uh, across this forthcoming weekend.
4: No, absolutely, Neil, yeah, and I think... You've summed it up uh, beautifully there. It's 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 a real worry, obviously, with the rollouts on December the fifth, uh, and the sole aim of this is to fill the uh, stocks of the food banks across the city, uh, who are probably going to face uh, unprecedented uh, ones over that period.
1: You're saying it's unprecedented, um, the rollout of Universal Credit is the part of this. Food bank use has exploded, F- food yeah. bank need has exploded, food bank use has exploded over the last few years, and that's because of the political reality that's been created by, by the government.
2: No,
4: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, and I always say this, you only know, you know, in 2018 we shouldn't be doing this, but unfortunately the need now is is more than ever, and, and it, it's, a, it's a dead election of duty, uh, you know, from a national government that you're actually... Uh, asking football fans in the city to come together to to fill up uh, food banks which shouldn't exist and that's always a fear is the normalisation of food banks we were in a school yesterday school kids are collecting for the food bank uh, and it's just and it, it's becoming this process of normalisation but if you don't do it the stocks will be uh, empty and people are going to suffer because unfortunately they don't care. You say normalisation. Let's be really clear about this. It's
1: it is the idea that the that this becomes the thing that the way in which people presume society is meant to function. And you're right to say that is that is terrifying. This this was not the case. You know, food bank use was 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 nowhere near, literally nowhere near. Right the way across the country, what it is right now,
4: six years ago, ten years ago. When well, we were growing up, there's been, was there food banks? No. Nope. You no, know, it, wasn't, it wasn't mentioned, was it? It was not a word that it was on our radar. Suddenly it's uh, you know, it's become part of the vocabulary within uh, within this city and many other cities across this country. Dead interesting, I was speaking to a journalist from Oslo, uh, Oslo and she was uh, talking about the Norwegian fans and donation they've made. And I asked her uh, about food banks, and she lives in Liverpool city centre. And she said, I said, what would happen in Oslo if there was a food bank? And she just looked at me horrified. That that thought that there'd be food banks in the depth of poverty that's actually we're seeing in our streets now has become normal here. But she looked at it from her perspective and she was horrified. The use,
1: one of the things that, you know, when you look into the use of food banks is, is that it's not... What we w- would have thought of in the past, either just as the, the obvious constituencies, yeah. you know, I remember going right the way back 10 years ago talking a bit of Shankly things about the idea that the ward that I'm field in is the most deprived in the country yeah. on a number of different measures. That was the case then. It remains pretty close to the case yeah. now. But it's worth pointing out that there's now constituencies for whom you know, it wouldn't even have entered the Meg Specs 10 years ago, who are now in exactly... In in the boat,
4: Anfield was in 10 years ago for this sort of usage, whereas in in, in other areas it's just got far, far worse. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I think we can see this right across the city. So this, where we focused on Liverpool when we set this initiative up, over the three years, we're now now getting food banks from across the city, uh, asking for donations. So this... This week is a whole citywide uh, reach out, and it will uh, go to all the food banks throughout the city, which uh, you know, which is the biggest growth industry in the city. The... The Council of uh, other
1: of, 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 Premises uh, where people can, can drop off donations. I'll go through them now uh, if you're listening. There's one stop shops Broadway, City Centre, Dingle, Garston, Kirkdale, Old Swan, Speak and Wavertree, Libraries Allerton Breck Road, Central Library, Childwall, Croxteth, Dovecott, Verzaclee, Garston, Kensington Lee Valley, uh, Norris Green, Old Swan, Parkland, Sefton Park, Spello, Toxteth, Children's Centres, Anfield, Bellvale, Childwall, Church, Clubmore County, Croxteth, Dingle, Ella Green, Everton, Vizac Exactly: Fountains uh, Garston Granby Huntscross Kensington Picton Speak Stonycroft Chubrook uh, Vauxhall Walton Wavertree uh, West Derby and Utrey adult centres Park Road Granby Newsham Norris Green if you want to argue with me pronunciation of Chewbrook that's up to you <laughs> uh, we'll do that at a later date um, I mean it's good that the council are opening all this up that this is available that it isn't just the idea you've got to be going to the game yeah. to be part of this yeah. process that is that is good on the one hand but again the very the very wide spell of everything I've just said there should be terrifying
4: no absolutely but I mean yeah, first things no. Uh, applaud today Joe Anderson and the council uh, we sat down and we outlined what we wanted to do we thought with the rollout on the 5th and the derby happening on the 2nd, we thought it was an apt moment to actually bring the City together and you know which it feels like the blitz spirit, that's what you know, talking to agencies, I've just had a meeting now on Universal Credit with the the Welfare uh, Benefits Agency and and the stories that they're telling us, which they think are going to happen, are just, you know, it, 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 sleepless nights. We all are having sleepless nights, certainly in my position as a counsellor and working in Dan Carden's office. We're seeing it now, just about seeing the actual effect on on, on what's happening on the face, And it's terrifying, Neil. And I don't want to be just the profit to do me and go on about, you know, how how bad it's going to be. So I think what well, the idea behind this was also to bring the city together, which is a city of solidarity. You know, I've just been on the picket line with camelades and seeing people from right across the city in the region all standing side by side supporting them strikers and that's what the city does so well. So the idea was we sat down with Joe. we said you give us the facilities uh, and we'll put it out there that this is a universal credit derby. The build up to the derby people always talking about football, but let's talk about the attack on our city by, uh, by, a, by government policies. Let's talk about what's going to happen to people who are actually going to suffer to flip over to universal credit and if they do fall through the cracks what can happen to them and what can we do as decent citizens, football fans as a city to come together and the idea was open it up so even if you're not attending a football match, you know we get a lot of people who are looking at what we're doing as fan support and food banks and and we get loads of emails and texts how can I uh, participate in what you're doing, so the idea behind this is now you've got an opportunity just to make a donation in one of the places what you mentioned Neil and you know, just take part in that week, and as I say, the, soul, the success for us—I haven't even thought about the football yet. The success for us will be if them food banks come back and tell us that they're full for the period from the fifth of December till Christmas.
1: There's all those places uh, in the city to go through. I'm going to run through them again uh, in a second or two. Um, you had the conference recently, uh, which suggests yeah. that the—it's again—it suggests two things. One, it shows the, the 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 way in which football supporters can come together in solidarity yeah. with one another and the other thing that it shows is this isn't just a Liverpool problem and that is, you know... That is a spectacular and, and terrifying um, outcome of, 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 of policy over a long period of time. That yeah. This is now, you know, foot Fan Support Food Bank's nationwide conference took place in Newcastle. Uh, that should tell the story in, in 2017. In 2018, it did take place in Liverpool. But it is now a nationwide thing. It's a nationwide problem that's creating this need for a nationwide solution. And it's fallen to football supporters, which should tell one hell of a story, but also a terrifying one. Yeah
4: summed up, yeah. Can't beat that guy. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I think from one of the most positive aspects of fan support and food banks is that we've shown the collective solidarity between football fans and based, and the working class as well. So that's that's something we're extremely proud of. Uh, and the the conference uh, summed that up beautifully. We had politicians. Uh, Jamie Carragher was there, Jamie spoke really eloquently and, and, and quite politically on um, what he felt as though uh, austerity was doing to uh, his area and where he was from in the city itself, and just seeing your Newcastles, your Huddersfields, Doncasters, West Ham's, uh, Manchester United, there was a whole array of football, City of Liverpool, it was just it really hard one to see the football family and supporters come together, because we are a much behind there. Uh, species and people look at football fans and probably don't think positive things. And I think what fan support and food banks has done and other initiatives, because there's all other stuff going on. It's all football at the moment, uh Spirit of Shankly And I, I would say that I'm gonna name check them. Some of the stuff Joe Bloss has been doing with the uh, yep. mental health issues as well class and then you know, obviously you've got the Sean Cox stuff as well, which Molo was being fantastic on. But the, the, the collective solidarity mean football groups now it's moving forward, it's something that we need to see, you know, obviously the battles take place, prices, the battle to reclaim the soul of our game hasn't gone away. So I think now when we all sit in a room, we're looking at each other because we've had plenty of meetings together now with uh, due to fans, supporting and food banks, and it has created this real bond between football fans, which is something to really uh, treasure and behold. And, you know, people are just coming together to help out their class.
1: Um, All right, then one stop shops libraries children's centres adult centres right the way across the city of Liverpool for drop off points obviously all the usual stuff that Ian uh, does around the match you'll have Dave with him for this one as well and there'll be a few others knocking around the place you know where those places are but I'll tell you anyway Uh, home baked uh, the club shop on Oakfield Road uh, and the the van in its usual position in the fan zone of the Anfield Road three hours before kick off if you go into the Merseyside Derby I'll let you think about the game for a minute we're going to (laughs) win
4: You know what, I'm, I'm I'm quite upbeat now I think uh, I think we've got our mojo back uh, I think they're playing quite well I think they're a different uh, animal under the manager and they've got some good players coming haven't they so I think it'll be quite a uh, tough game uh, as they always are but I think they've got a little bit about them Evan. but uh, hopefully on the back of a good result tomorrow uh, and then we can move forward and and hopefully do what we do best and just let uh, Firmino start showing signs of forms there, didn't he? If Firmino can come back to to his uh, full potential and Salah carries on doing what he's doing, I think we've got enough in the tank.
1: Enough in the tank. Fan support and food banks then, uh, very kind of Ian to come in and talk to us, um, should be proud of the fact that football supporters do it, should be ashamed of the, fact, of the fact that they have to. As part of our partnership with Football Flash, which is the app which allows you to tailor your football news requirements directly to your phone, uh, giving you links through to all the best news aggregators, uh, well, being the best sports news aggregator and putting you through to, for instance, the Liverpool Echo, the Daily the Daily Mirror and the Anfield Wrap, uh, I believe as well, will be on there uh, Football Flash is uh, behind this competition that we're doing every single week about Liverpool Football Club-based news. Uh, Thank you very much to them. And do check it out. Do download if you can uh, and have a little look at a little play with it. It is genuinely useful. Um, We have a competition every week for our subscribers. Michael Slater is one of them. uh, And he's in Aberdeen. How are you in Aberdeen, Michael? Have you lived there all your life?
6: Uh, Yeah, I'm from about 50
1: miles north of Aberdeen. Originally, and then moved through for uh, university about what when I was 18
2: and then lived in Aberdeen for years and never work there even though I live, probably about 20
1: miles north of Aberdeen now. I, I'm, I'm always pleased to find out there is north of Aberdeen, that it literally exists. I would have thought there was no such yeah, it's thing. <laughs> it's, it's not I'm sure it's not terrible. Aberdeen itself, fabulous. <laughs> I've been to Aberdeen. It's a great city.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's not too bad.
1: <laughs> Uh, Their right. familiarity breeding contempt there for Michael. Uh, he's got to work his way through to win an Amfield up <laughs> prize. Ten questions, and Josh Sexton, you wrote these ten questions.
5: Yeah, I tried to go for a sort of balance of looking back at PSG and then throwing in a bit of Everton needle. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully there's enough in there.
1: Hopefully there's enough in there. So if you get eight of them right, Michael, you get to win a, an item of Anfield rap merchandise, which I'm sure you're ridiculously excited about. Um, so, you know, try to, try to keep your head throughout this, uh, and we'll see how we get on. So 10 questions. You've got to get eight right. Um, so question one is which Paris Saint Germain player did Jamie Carragher call embarrassing in the aftermath of Liverpool's defeat? Uh, Neymar. You are right. One out of one. Uh, who scored the Reds' consolation goal in the defeat to P- Paris Saint-Germain? Uh,
6: James Milner.
1: It was indeed. Tell you what's testing that, Josh. <laughs>
6: is star. this just
1: basically? Have you watched the game? <laughs> uh, what position does the What position does the result against Paris Saint-Germain leave Liverpool in the group? Third. It is indeed third. Uh, who did Klopp say the Reds will need to call upon when they face Napoli at Anfield?
4: It's a first tough Um,
1: one. I have no idea, sorry. Think of of, of the way Klopp goes about his business, uh, sees opportunities for. Who did he say that they'd have to call upon?
2: Uh, Mo Salah?
1: No, the crowd. Uh, The Anfield crowd, Ah. Um, of course. Uh, How many times have Liverpool won at home in the Champions League so far this season? Exactly right. Uh, if Paris Saint-Germain were to... Be, oh, God, this is hard. <laughs> this I even is the tough one. This is the tough one, Josh. Uh, it's hard for me to read it. out. Okay. okay, right. I need you just to sort of get into a place of peace here, Michael. <laughs> if Paris Saint-Germain were to be held to a draw away at Red Star Belgrade and the Reds beat Napoli 2-1, which two teams will go through to the knockout stages? Um,
5: Suspense is killing me.
1: Us and Napoli. Us and Napoli is right. Uh, well that's... worked out, brilliant stuff, well Michael. You're mind. on the march now. You're unstoppable. What was the score when Liverpool last faced Everton at Anfield? One-one. It wasn't. You've got forgot oh. the cup game. Everyone does. It's two-one. The Van Dyke header. Ah. Uh, I, I, I can understand that. Everyone forgets the Van Dijk header. So you've got no room for manoeuvre now to win the to, to win the merch, the highly prized Anfield at merch. You've got to get the next three right. How many games have Liverpool lost in the league this season? None. None. Big fat zero, it says here. Who is Liverpool's top scorer in the league this season? Uh Mussala. Is right, last one. When did Everton last win a trophy? Oh, what, twenty three years ago? I'll take that as an answer since 1995 <laughs> well done Michael 23 years ago will do since 1995 we'll get the uh, merch off to you uh, I want to thank Football Flash for this segment thanks Michael for, for doing it Josh for doing the questions uh, I really enjoyed that Have you enjoyed that <laughs> yeah, told it you it'd be a laugh didn't I did I'm you enjoy really... it Michael we're still recording but you enjoy that yeah, it was good it was <laughs> cool, wasn't it? I'm really glad yeah, I got it. the tough question right well in Michael yeah brilliant stuff uh, let's get back <laughs> o- let's get back over to the weekend uh, thank you very
7: much to Football Flash and do download it if you can and it is John Gibbons now, and we're here to talk about the community. And we're here joined by Sean from City of Liverpool Community um, to talk a little bit about some events you've got coming up, Sean, and 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 generally the community uh, sort of foundation, if you like, that you've set up. Um, a few people listening to this will, will, well, I'm sure more than a few will know of, of City of Liverpool FC. It was set up a couple of years ago to offer a non-league alternative within the City of Liverpool. Currently playing at Bootle. But uh on the way to finding a home within within the city, which is fantastic, and the the peps are doing very well, which is which is good to see as well. But we'll we'll touch on the football right at the end, Sean. But I mean you're here to talk about the community, in particular this um this event you've got coming up, which is partisan celebrating inclusion through football. But I mean, just generally speaking, you know, there's for the for the size of the club, I guess it's quite rare to have a sort of a, a community foundation or community group working alongside yeah. it but I suppose that was all, always sort of the point of City Liverpool that it wasn't just going to be 11 lads playing football on a Saturday afternoon it was always going to be you know trying to trying to help people trying to you know point out things in society that could yeah. be better and, and for the football club to try and support in any way it could.
6: Yeah and um, initially we started it as a fan project and um, our aim was to get refugees and local lads mixing together. Um, we noticed there was a lot of refugee asylum seeker games, like playing football, things like that, but it was very secular, it was all just for refugees, just for asylum seekers, and there was no mixing, there was no no, no co- cohesion there. Um, so we basically just turned up one day at AstroTurf, um, booked a pitch, we knew there was, there was asylum seekers playing there, we said to my right, lads, come on, let's have a game, there's a ball. Um, it grew week by week. We've... We must have had about 300 players through the doors, the seekers, refugees. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them get moved on by the government, so we could see them one, we and not the next. Um, we've got a core of lads who've had leave to remain, so um, it's good to see them, which we can see how they grow, get jobs, things like that. Um, and then about a year ago, I think now, we joined officially with City Liverpool. Um, so we became City Liverpool FC Community. And um, we just grown from
7: there, really. I mean, it, I mean, I didn't realise that story. That's the first time I've heard that, and it's a really, it's a nice story as well. But it just sort of shows the power of football, really, and, and yeah. the power of football to unite people. Because you know, sometimes you know, I'm sure there was there was language issues in terms of some of the lads you were playing with. But yeah. you know, throw a ball in the middle, and everyone yeah. knows that everyone knows the rules. Everyone yeah. knows you know that the what happens, and 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 you just you can sort of get on with it, and then and then end up you know being matesh or shaking hands at the end, and you've got that bond.
6: Yeah, that's it. Um, you can speak to the lads more as well. Because they're relaxed, they playing football. You can support them more. We found, you know, mental health. We support them with mental health. We signpost them to mental health charities. We signpost them to house and things like that. So we help them as much as we can. Um, but the more relaxed on a football pitch, the more you mate, it's not like they're not walking into an office and spilling their life out here. Half the time the lads will come up to us and say, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And then we'll signpost them, help them as much as we can. Um, So, yeah, you're definitely correct.
7: Yeah, that's fantastic. So this event you've got coming up then, it's at Smithdown Social Club, which is a new community social club which has opened up just off Smithdown Road, as it sounds. It's actually on Corford Avenue, but it's uh, just off Smithdown. And I know a few of the people involved in it, and they're very passionate about using this space as, as, as a yeah. kind of for events like this aren't they and the event itself is called Partisan Celebrating Inclusion Through Football uh, it features a panel discussion first of all uh, with Alex Colvin PhD who's ex-LFC and EFC ladies player uh, Emmy Anora who lots of people will know as an author of Pitch Black and also an academic Cathy uh, Long who's chairing it who's a director of the football club but also uh, ex-Premier League fan engagement specialist uh, we've got Earl Jenkins he was on the Anfield Rap years and years ago so I'm glad to see Earl's Earl's still about and still involved in things uh, He's chairman of Kingsley United And an LA's community activist And Paul Williams as well Who's chairman of Mersey Morda's LGBTQ Football Club um, And I mean it, it's going to be a panel discussion yeah. Sean is going to be talking presumably about Ways to get more people involved in football Ways to make people feel comfortable when they're out there And, and yeah. creating a safe space for people to all enjoy our national game
6: Yeah definitely yeah. And um, that was the name for really. we just wanted people to um discuss concerns around football, which unfortunately there's still quite a few concerns around different issues um so the panel's quite broad we've got people from different things of society um
7: yeah it's it is broad I mean, there's there's people kind of that we've dealt with and i say n- names- that people people will know and, and things like that but I like that. I like that you've sort of built a bit of a night out into it as well. So obviously there's the there's the panel cushion which is seven thirty till nine, and then there's a DJ on straight after. So it's like, so it's not just you know you can learn a bit, but you know it's it's a night out as well. You want to be having fun. That's, that's more
6: for
7: our benefits. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna want a pint, but well, it's. A, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a Saturday night, isn't it? It's Saturday the first of December, yeah. so everyone's gonna want to have a beer. Uh, there's a brilliant band on as well, Mel, Mel Bowen in the original series, who I've booked a couple of times on various things, and and he, he's absolutely great, and he's 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 very you know, yeah, he's, 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 he's and he's very kind of political in terms of you know just his own, his own outlook and things like that. Uh, but he, but he's a brilliant singer as well, so we're hoping will be. Hopefully I'm sure he'd be brilliant yeah. on the night. And I mean is this the first of a kind of a series events you'd like you'd like to do if you've got sort of any other ideas or are you just gonna see how this one goes? So this one,
6: <laughs> if we survive this one, we'll do we've got one booked in January. Um January twenty sixth, the next one. Um which is a mental health awareness event. Um so similarly we're gonna have a panel discussion, bands DJ, um and then see how we go from there really. It'd be nice to do it monthly. Uh, but
7: it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm sure it's
6: um, it helps increase awareness of issues in football and increases awareness of the club, which always helps.
7: Yeah, I mean, you, you've talked about sorts of mental health, health issues a lot, and I think it's an area that you've worked in in the past. I think it, it is, and or or at least sort of you know been involved with you know from terms of supporting people and. I think you know we've we've done on the off app quite a bit on on mental health issues recently, and yeah. the 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 idea and knowledge that the biggest killer of men under forty five is themselves, and I think also the biggest kind of congregation of men at a weekend is yeah. football games, yeah. and the idea of bringing those two things together and making sort of pubs before the game and after the game be somewhere that obviously you can have a laugh, but also you feel comfortable, kind of opening up to each other.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing we started recently is a walk and football game, um, aimed primarily at over 40s, but it's open to everyone. Um, anyone can play. Um, and just improve people's mental health, their own wellness. Um, it's a good laugh. If, if people want to join in with that, we're down at Everton Park every Sunday uh, from one o'clock. It's £3 if you're employed, and it's £1 if you're unemployed. Um, but come that's a good laugh. Um, it's good for people to do exercise that wouldn't ordinarily play yeah because um, with our refugee game we've got that mix of local lads and refugees but they're all young and we can all run around It's um, <laughs> what I can't do anymore unfortunately um, but the walking football you can play that do you know what I mean it's, it's a good laugh
7: there must be the temptation to break into a jog though you get it's called so, a foul it's so difficult,
6: it's so difficult. <laughs> you'll, you'll pass the ball 10 yards ahead to someone thinking they'll run onto it yeah then and then you'll just show it along and think oh god I've done it wrong again <laughs>
7: So I'll just give the night itself another big push. Uh, as I say, it's a, uh, Smithbound Social Club, which, as I say, they're looking to do really brilliant things. So get in touch with them if you've got ideas of things you'd like to do in the city because, because they want to be, you know, they don't just want to be a bar. They want to be doing stuff. And it's a fantastic space. It's, it's absolutely huge. And, uh, it's the old conservative club for people who, who, who remember that on Crawford Avenue um but yeah the night is parted on celebrating inclusion through football it features a panel discussion that, Them MC Nelson Mel Bowen in the original series and DJ Billy Cox it's completely free as well I should probably yeah. point that out uh you do need to register it's on Eventbrite so do try and register so you know how many butties to put on but um <laughs> well, but yeah but it is completely free if you do want to go if you can't go to the event but you're interested in what City Liverpool community are doing the guys are on Twitter at COLFC community uh there's a Facebook page as well, isn't there?
6: Yeah. Um, sit to the full FC community. Yeah.
7: And like yeah. And website football for no, UK. Yeah, to...
6: We're on Col FC community. Ah, now.
7: Oh, there you are.
6: Yeah. We changed that, but you can
7: get the tickets through our website as well. Oh, fantastic. It's okay. It's really easier than trolling through <laughs> there you go um, yeah so get it. support the event support what the guys are trying to do in other ways or if you're elsewhere in the world and you've got some ideas from, from Sean about things that you could be doing in your local community I'm sure he won't mind you nicking them as yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime huge thanks to Sean and yeah I presume we're going. now back to Neil but it might be me again be a 52 we're back Adam Fantastic. Uh, I've said before, you know, them and the
1: B-52s are my favourite things that involve the letter B and the number 52. Um, <laughs> Roam if you want to. Roam around the world. Indeed. Uh, I mean, I'm really looking forward to them having a range that is indeed called Rock Lobster. Uh, how would you like a free case of craft beer? Uh, and how would you would you like a free case of craft, craft, craft beer, Adam?
5: Yes, I would. I would have to say Tin Roof. rusting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would it, love Shaq, a Crate of Beer. The Crate of Craft Beer. A crate of Craft Beer. Beer 52 is the world's most popular uh, monthly craft beer discovery club. Uh, and it is as simple as you sign up and they, they box you off with interesting beers, most of which are nice. Uh, I'm not going to say all of them are nice because that wouldn't be true. Uh, they have sent stuff to the office before and there's always one can. That is firstly terrifying and then secondly uh, not very nice. But the other cans tend to be absolutely delicious. And um, John strong-armed um, Audio Boom Adam to get them to get beer fifty-two to send us more beer. Right. Well, so that's, that's on the way, isn't it? Uh, so we would like, we genuinely would like a free cra- a free case of craft beer. Well, that's uh, the good
5: thing about about uh, having a sponsorship with the Anfield Wrap
1: is that we really will enjoy your uh, alcoholic drinks, especially. <laughs> well, yes, uh, or any of the things that you're going to push for uh, every single month. It's a different country to theme uh, and you can get to discover uh, free beers fantastic beers uh currently it's west country road trip um which i mean is that just going to western supermare uh, <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to imagine that but it's amazing beers uh from around bristol so it's very much bristol heavy uh, so it isn't obviously western supermare it is bristol i love bristol
5: oh yeah i haven't been since i was 12 haven't you? I, I, no i mean I I, I, so, I I went past it recently um you I should mean, go down our oh, david li- lives there now you know it's 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 almost it, it, there's a good uh, there's a good view you know from from the M5 you get a good you get it's good when you can actually see a whole city and it you know
1: it's, it's honestly seven bridge there there's some colourful houses it's tremendous honestly we should go down and Plus really the enjoy it bridge. <laughs> I, I mean, this is turned into infrastructure chat, whereas really we're meant to be shifting some beer for beer52, 52, beer52.com. 52. I don't know, my
4: nature.
1: Um, there, around Bristol, there is, uh, they've got this uh, New England IPA, uh, Lost and Grounded with their Keller Pilsner and Harbour with their refreshing Ellensburg Session IPA. Uh, you can get, the, if you want darker beers, you can get a mixed case. Um, You want lighter beers, you can get the light case. There's, and, there's
5: a brewery, there's a brewery that, they, that they've got on there called 2O or like, uh, you know, an O with an, a line through it in that Scandinavian way which means beer, I think. Um, and all of their beers look nice and sound nice.
1: Um, That is that is what it's all about. So you get your first case for free. You just pay the pay the postage. It's good with Christmas coming up. It's eight beers, and, and there's a snack in there as well, which tends to be something salty, and there's nothing wrong with that. Certainly, where you're concerned. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're <laughs> touching all of my uh, bases here. Infrastructure beer and salt. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> all, and the B-52s. That's basically it. American indie rock from the 1980s. <laughs> uh, you name it, we'll have a chat about pavements in a minute. There's no minimum commitment. Uh, you just take the free case, you try the beers, and you go from there. Uh, so we just want you to sign up. If you if you if you're interested in that, it is uh, bf52.com forward slash wrap. Uh, bf52.com forward slash rap. You'll sort it all out from there. Um, it's only one pair household though, so do bear that in mind. Uh, but do give it a go. And they, yeah, they look like they're the business, and we've had some of them, and they are.
7: It is John Gibbons, and I'm joined by two of the Zootons, which is terribly exciting, boys. You, I mean, the, the announcement Monday, you kept it quiet. First of all, I mean, Liverpool's a gossipy city at the best of times. I ran into you two weeks ago, boys. Boys, you never said anything. So, I mean, well done on that. First of all, I'm going to keep it under your hats. And were you, were you pleased how much traction it got? Because everyone was talking about it, sort of yeah. around around the world. Yeah, really.
8: yeah. Um, I told a few people. I just, uh, <laughs> not, you know.
7: But <laughs> well, it must be it must be the good, the, good, the good people to tell secrets to but, yeah, but, it, was, yeah. but it, was, it was it was nice there wasn't a boy I in mean, yeah, that yeah, I, was, I would still remember the you were I mean, and still kind of got into it it's one of those like bumping it like bumping it to you and that and
9: like we had a few things but a few weeks ago on oh, shall we do or one oh, well, yeah.
7: that was confirmed and then and then it was just like oh,
9: I've got to
7: keep my mouth shut now <laughs> I don't know so yeah i managed to keep my mouth shut but it's, it's, I mean, it's 10 years, it's his 10 year anniversary, which is what you do. I just
8: think is. that, pe- man, that pe- people in, in Liverpool shows they don't really listen to anything you say, or no, believe <laughs> you, they're too busy waiting to talk themselves.
7: <laughs> Maybe they didn't believe you, but, but you are and it is here. <laughs> yeah,
8: and, Adam, Adam, yeah and, Adam, and it's
7: real, I don't know. And I'm delighted, it's it's 10 years since Who Killed the Zootons, the album, and that's 15. obviously, 15 years, oh, where's life that's going? All, I know. It's Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> well, 15 years, I'll edit that out, so sound clever it clever later. But
8: it
6: wasn't
8: one of those things where we thought it's fifteen years. It was. Just... It was. You ran out of money. <laughs> it's all them bikes, isn't yeah, it? That it's us, all you know them bikes I mean? and them car crashes. He's got to have a brain <laughs> um, You know what I mean? I've got to pay for me rehab. The kids <laughs> got to batter batter, batter many them.
9: Kids now? Yeah,
8: <laughs> about five now.
7: Yeah, but but it, I mean, it was it was a nice tweet though that you sort of put out to remember and remembering no, that no. You sort of you all get on and, and yeah. why you why you kind of did it in the yeah, first I
8: just miss playing nearly. I'm just going a bit bored in the house to be honest. Like you said, doing all the bands and stuff though, haven't you? You've been doing yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. Been, and Sam and Kay's good, but what we're doing at the moment, me and didn't that, but anything else I done was kind of too much. I mean, the the ramifications was just. Especially, we got The albums they dead good, but I think live we never nailed it. I was a bit like being in Spinal Tap, but it was kind of fun, <laughs> but it was never going to last. So it's nice to come home to, you know, your real band, if you like. And I've got, I've got like a load of new tunes. I've got about 20, 20 songs, about seven, which are really good. <laughs> but the others might, you know, got loads of B sides. And, <laughs> and but no, it's a, just, no, it's be so. I, I want to be, you know, we want to get some new stuff out yeah, out it's as great. well.
7: Cause yeah, cause it's a celebration of the album. You're playing it in yeah. full. I'll do the tour dates. But the, the plan is to we're kind not of... just we're playing the album
8: in full, and then we're gonna come on and do like a best of it at the end. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah. All the all, all the hits. Yeah.
8: Well, what we're just gonna play the one for ten minutes. Now. <laughs>
7: no,
9: just, <laughs>
8: no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry.
9: I mean, sorry. it was good for me. Just get back in the room and playing with Dave again in the it was cause it was not yeah
7: Yeah, yeah. Cause you you sort of left a little bit before yeah. the band kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been I mean, even longer for you.
9: Yeah, and then just getting because I've been doing all the stuff and then
7: getting back in the room
8: with Dave again was like, it's oh, right. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah
9: it's
8: and been yeah. good.
7: Yeah, been enjoyable. I mean, so, sort of playing those songs and and is it sort of does it give you a chance to reflect sort of what you did achieve that kind of that first time around? Because that album, you know, it was Mercury nominated. It's it's it, it's a fantastic piece of work. It's it's still kind of respected really and. Just the, how exciting the scene was at that time, you know. You signed to Delta yeah. Sonic, which felt like the coolest label. And does it? Does it allow you to kind of look back and go, "Do you know think, what? That was brilliant."
8: I don't know. When, has any other labels? Does has there been any? This might sound terrible, but has there been any other labels? I mean, on a small scale, but nothing like yeah. what Delta yeah, Sonic did. Yeah. It was pretty good. What happened at the yeah. time? Yeah. I've never even thought about it till now. To so be honest, it's I'm mad because not, not, I don't
9: think people had and it, and that did yeah. Don't think that'll ever repeat itself because. Because
7: of the way... The That's ends. no offensive Ville society or... Anything. No, it does other people obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. having to go and things like yeah. that, but, but at the time, I mean, people yeah, to this might that, be listening, but Liverpool felt like almost the capital of music again because you had yeah, the bandwagon yeah. nights that you guys were involved with that were getting national attention. You was about Sonic, five
9: but, bands, didn't you? Yeah, that yeah, just all yeah, came yeah.
7: through at the same yeah. time. Yeah, everyone kicks off. Six
9: six box, cause it was like you'd be going out and
8: you'd see your mates from other bands. That was
9: a thing. We were yeah. all mates in other bands. The <laughs>
8: for a bit like <laughs> Until that's
7: after
8: the Then your album does well and then I don't speak to you anymore. I were I mean my favourite parts, to be honest. Mean, <laughs> it means you're doing well, don't it?
7: I mean, so so have all the bands been on about supporting of Champ Attack been on about doing the band? No, <laughs> no, they're too <laughs> proud for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the shows themselves are really exciting. It's for next year, so if you're around the country, you should be able to see the boys and girls somewhere. So there's Birmingham O2 Institute, um, that's 26th of March then, 20th Glasgow Barrowland, uh, 29th Manchester Arbor Hall, 30th the Roundhouse, and then into April, Bristol O2 Academy, 2nd Nottingham Rock City, Leeds O2 Academy, and the 5th at the Olympia uh, in Liverpool, obviously. Uh, Are those sort of venues, ones that you played on, on... on, on the first time round, are these special places for you? Are there any in particular? Yeah. You know, we, 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 we talking about Barrowlands
8: is probably the special one yeah. that's because we've we done three nights there once, and Glasgow's obviously got the Can best crowd time
9: in the Barrowlands when he just threw piss down. all over us. <laughs> this fella. Oh, we, sorry, <laughs> threw <laughs> we all over us. Yeah. This fella, he just ran up the side and the he got past security, ran up the side, and I turned around with me and I was like, What the yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> And he just ran past me and, like, penguin dived. <laughs> and I just turned around. And you just saw the people just move out the way, And this girl was like, I don't know, and then just got headbutted. Straight, like flew <laughs> yeah.
7: into her. And Glasgow like, What? What's just happened to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but was- Glasgow crowds are just something yeah. else. They were. The, I mean, we were mentioned the roundhouse where you've played a couple of times, played with James Brown. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. like one of the stories which, you know, you yeah. just weren't uh, get in it
8: for. Yeah, it was horrible was well, though, because
7: he
8: was that good. Like, he did, yeah. he made you just made a question with what you were doing <laughs> in a band. And his band were
9: just like on form sounds. He, he, like,
8: he was eating a bowl of soup with rollers. With rollers yeah, in his ear. <laughs> and he was snarled me. just like, What are you doing? Get yeah. a, Don't look at me. You're not, well, meant to, you're not meant to make eye contact with him. He's cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> he I was off with. stage and I just went, Hey,
9: James. Because
7: everyone was told to call him Mr. Brown. And I walked <laughs>
9: off stage and I was, Hey, James. And he like, went,
7: Yeah. And Oh, so we did do it afterwards, then. It was, it was
9: boss, like,
7: yeah. yeah, yeah, but but I mean, obviously, so it's a headline in the show this time, and and, and just getting out and, and playing all all together again. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've had a couple of years and stuff like that, but yeah. the idea of, of doing it on stage, you must be looking forward. to
8: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all good. I can't wait to be honest. <laughs>
7: I, <laughs> I mean, it's him to the kind of the, the first time round. I remember. Uh, a couple of gigs around the time the album, this album came out in the Royal Court just before Christmas, and he did two nights. And I was working at the Royal Court at the time, so it would have been sort of, you know, your December, December. December yeah. Oh, yeah. 30, you did, you did kind of two, and they they felt great as well. They because, were good, yeah. They
8: were like when your man and dad turn up, you, you <laughs> realise that you know you playing it's, it a real, it's a real thing. Yeah. You know. Oh,
9: it's actually a ball.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah he's, he's not just messing about with his mates. No, mate. no actually, exactly,
8: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just in the Zanzibar. And <laughs> not against the Zanzibar. Yeah,
7: no, but it's, 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 it's kind, of, kind of pop it, And, I mean, it's exciting, I guess. The,
8: the well, Olymp- sorry, nope. the Olympia as well is good because it's kind of like the closest thing to the Royal Court, I, yeah. I think, in the city at the moment. That in the Empire, I suppose. Yeah. But
9: Bunnymen in the
8: Olympia was really good. I remember that. I like, I've, I've seen a, the specials there. i oh, okay. um, John Carvin, so that was good. Oh, I
9: that John
8: Carvin. Well, yeah, yeah, it was sand. Half of it was great. Half of it was like wrestling music. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I, I don't mind that. At all. <laughs> but I think my, bro, my brother wasn't too happy about it. Yeah.
7: Sorry,
8: but we'll. No, no, it's. It <laughs> focused on the neck. but it was a good gig. <laughs> Mike's team won't
7: be booking us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya, Mike. If you, he does listen, actually, Mike. I'm sorry yeah, to tell you. I um, know, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's looking back, but looking forward as well, isn't it? You've got these new songs that you want to be kind of looking onto, and you still still kind of want to be doing them, but it's it's allowing people to kind of celebrate this album and and, and the, 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 the music you wrote together at that particular time. Yeah, I mean,. It,
8: it hasn't set in nearly for me, I don't... Mm. I've still got it... Still no other words? Yeah, because <laughs> I done, we done four rehearsals before the gig with Chris. Well, we not with Chris, yeah, four so Chris. A couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, and it was really good, so... Um, I think we should do eight rehearsals this time. <laughs> I'm, be, I'm being serious. I don't think... I, unless... I don't know. Maybe... Russ isn't doing it. We've got to point that out. Uh, Russ right. is... He's too, <laughs> Russ has moved on now, he's big the big league with Noel now and he's... so do you
7: call him Hollywood. That's the big <laughs> um, you've definitely yeah, reporting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's all I
8: mean, do you know what he's got two kids, he's got a cushy job, so yeah. and it's good good good
9: and
7: he's on, on him. Coach, it's a really good life, so. Yeah, he's paid it's with
8: only no, two Gallagher no It's just system. the rest yeah. of your life doing that or two weeks yeah. with us. Is it even it is two, you know what I mean?
7: Yeah, but the um, rest of the lineup's the sort of the classic yeah, one, Abby's yeah. Abby's on Sean, track. Sean's boy. playing as well, yeah. so it's so, you know, it, it, it is yeah. kind of Zuton, so then, then... It's
9: good to get Sean back, because Sean lives in L.A. now, so... Does he, yeah? Yeah, yeah Speaking so, of Hollywood. Yeah, he's flown back with this, and it's just just good to see each other again. Yeah. And, and like, because I went, I went out earlier this year to see him, and he was like, oh, fucking hell, I do miss you. Yeah. And, Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bloody all right. Bloody hell, I do miss you. So, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those. And then just hanging, hanging. hang him hang with...
8: I Are haven't been over shot, to yeah? see. him, yet.
7: yeah.
8: Well, I'm waiting for a visa to go over. So. <laughs> but he's coming now, so
7: Yeah, it's smart, yeah, so yeah. It, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so absolutely last. I want to well. go. I do want to go over
8: though because I've got a, the third album. I, I didn't enjoy the experience. We were there for like three months. You never had to go through that, yeah. but. Uh,
7: but did you it, record that in LA? Did you?
8: Yeah, yeah. So I want to go back and not do the full album, but you know, just have a nice time there and not be stressed out. Go as a
9: holiday mm-hmm. first. And
8: yeah. Today well I'll just go and then stay for a bit I don't know see what happens
7: so yeah. So tickets are on sale today if you want to go and see the Zootons they're looking forward to it as you can hear those shows again Birmingham, Glasgow Manchester, London uh, Bristol, Nottingham Leeds and Liverpool or March, April, next year. The lads are looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm going to be going down to the the Olympia. I'll have I should have my like tickets job. by now. So so yeah, but good to see you, boys, and it's good to, yeah, s- to see us in, in a room and enjoying each other's company. <laughs> you need a trumpeter to last jump, Well, I was going to say like this. How, how tied are you to the classic lineup? Because I could <laughs> yeah. I could throw some harmonies in. How,
9: how good you look in a
7: dress. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean with I mean you know what I mean I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to replace anyone you know what I mean just, just have a think about it boys yeah, yeah. But, in, <laughs> but in the meantime back to Neil
1: cheers it's the Reds Bet segment here uh, we're partners the Anfield Wrap with the Reds Bet for the whole of 2018 and we're very very pleased to be part of the Reds Bet partnership we know that there's loads of fantastic and good work going on there where they're trying to get fan related causes right the way up and down the country involved uh, through the fans bet umbrella the Reds Bet part is the Liverpool specific part if you are interested in becoming part of it go to Reds Bet uh, if you're someone who has the occasional gamble please do so through them uh, if that isn't for you, if gambling isn't for you in general you can just enjoy me and Adam chatting uh, if you want as we're chatting about the weekend's action and for me there's so we, we, we've had the we, we, we've we had the chat uh, on the weekend of show uh, yeah. and you and I have just done Friday show and on the weekend of show I do say um, it is to come listeners by the way but I do sort of say um, I just have this thing where now Like, the Goodison Derby is my favourite game of the year. It's fantastic. I really wish it was this way round because the Goodison Derby is the one where you just sort of really get to cut loose and enjoy yourself. My worry with the Anfield Derby, Adam, is just, it's just, they're going to win one at some point. Just sheer law of averages says they're going to win one at some point. And so I'm always that, in my first, my first instinct is just relief. And that's not really what you meant to be in it for. There's meant to be more than just relief at winning football matches. But I tend to just be relieved. Is my overriding emotion?
5: Yeah, because because the the because par is a is a is a comfortable win. Yeah. So so it's difficult to to be to be you know unless there's something extra riding on it. It's difficult to be hugely elated afterwards. You know, as it comes as it where it does in the season, is usually first. It feels it feels like it is an obstacle to 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 get through, and it's one where. We feel like we've seen every sort of win already from us. Yeah, we've sort of completed it. I know what you
1: mean, and maybe, maybe I am blasé about it. Um, I don't think I am. I don't think it's it's not blasé. I think you just, I think you, your attitudes right and mine's wrong. Mine thing is, I just don't want to be in Anfield when they've won. I don't want to be in Anfield with them two 0 up with five to go. I don't like being in Anfield
5: when they've drawn.
1: No, no, that's the next thing is, and my big thing about this one this weekend because of the city factor, because they know about the city factor. Everyone knows about the city factor. A draw feels like a win. Well, the worst one, I mean, they've beaten us
5: since then, but the worst one was was when Cahill equalizes in, you know, whatever that was, January two thousand and nine, I think it was, and 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 you know that that sort of as to all intents and purposes, and even you know we probably denied it to ourselves at the time. That was that was one where it was like oh that's really that's a real wound in our title challenge and you know they know it they go ballistic in the away and it's a late equalizer war so yeah i mean i i don't like that either uh but what can you i i I just think that this this is um that the the us us being where we are and them being where they are they'll they will quickly accept another defeat once we take the lead I hope
1: you're right. I think you may well be right. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I think the most likely outcome is a Liverpool win, and that's sort of reflected in the, in the odds. Um, just on that, very quickly, let me know if you fancy any of these uh, seven to two for Mo Salah and Sadio Mane both to score. Um, fancy that, yeah. Um, Naby Keita to score and Liverpool to win nine to two.
5: Mm, I'd probably say that's a bit short because he hasn't had his shooting boots
1: on yet. Okay, um, fine with that one. Um, next one along the lines is Liverpool to win and over uh, three and a half goals uh, so i.e. four goals nine
5: to four Uh, I think four nil would be the maximum that I think we'd win so probably not
1: Um, Liverpool to win to nil uh, six to four great bet absolutely nailed on Yeah. I love that one. Liverpool to win both halves. Uh Liverpool to win both halves. Forty seven to twenty. Sexy. <laughs> Great one for the maths fans.
5: Uh yeah. Um it's it's a it's a good bet as well. I, I I can see us uh depending on how how well we've done first half, you, you could maybe see us draw in the second half. Um Liverpool to lead after fifteen minutes seven to two. Oh it's usually I mean it's usually around when we when we take the lead. It's a very good time to take the lead. Um as we saw when we when we conceded uh, against PSG, um, yeah, uh, it could could go either way. I think it's a good bet. Yeah.
1: Okay. Last little one. Aldo's picks. I love Aldo's picks. Okay. Uh Uh, Man, Man United, Chelsea, and Liverpool all to win. Uh, that is also forty-seven to twenty. Man United, Chelsea, and Liverpool all to win. Man United at Southampton, Chelsea yeah. at home yeah. against Fulham, and Liverpool against
5: Everton. Yeah, we I mean, we're the, the least we the, the the least nailed on of them, and I think we'll win. So yeah.
1: Uh, I think that is quite nice. That one. Uh, that is. That's a neat little one. Oh, I uh, mean, where where are Chelsea playing, Fulham? Uh, no Chelsea are playing Fulham at Chelsea at Chelsea how many players are Chelsea allowed to put on the field uh, 11 I think Chelsea will probably win uh, okay then if they, <laughs> they can put 11 out they should be able to do the business uh, thank you very much to Adam and thank you very much to you for listening and for uh, being part of our Redsbet partnership throughout the whole of 2018 uh, it's been as I say if you have signed up in the past do make sure that you, you nominate a cause uh, for your losses uh, i.e. their profits to be shared out to that cause they are trying to do something good around fan related causes I was in to see them this week uh, and always positive and always good Um, yep thank you very much and we'll move back on the derby then the Zutons have been and gone City Liverpool FC's been and gone Ian Byrne's been and gone I'm back with Kiever O'Neill James McKenna and Amelia Bonner to talk about the Merseyside derby uh, we'll get on to Jay McKenna in a minute or two, and maybe we'll have a chat about his past, where he was uh, he was uh, victorious in a number of polls, uh, done by Evertonians, going back a few years yeah, as a uh, as what, sorry? Really? The fee- the co- uh, sort of. Is the opposite of favourable. I'll explain oh, in a minute. Oh, right,
3: uh, The opposite of
1: favourable. So go on, what was it? going? No, sorry, I'll
3: say it in I'll
1: build suspense to the listeners. Build suspense Talk to the Talk about listeners. the game first. We'll do the game first. Uh, Everton then. I won't um, be able to concentrate. They've won five of the last seven, Amelia. Uh, they've only conceded nine in the row. They got themselves a decent point at Chelsea. It's fair to say they're sixth in the league. They probably deserve to be sixth in the league. They're playing quite well.
3: Yeah, I mean, they look better going into this than they ever have going into the Merseyside side derby in my admittedly short history of following Liverpool FC. Um, I'm still not worried, and I think that's okay to say, isn't it?
1: It is okay to say. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. be worried. I'm worried, but you, you don't have to be, yeah.
3: I just... Yeah, like, they, they've made good sign-ins, they're playing football that is quite good. Like, as in, they're not in a bad position, especially compared to last, but I just, I don't know, I'm just still not that worried.
1: I'm, I'm worried off the basis, keeper of the way in which I'm always worried now, which is, uh, like, I'm more concerned by the law of averages than Everton's form. <laughs> Everton's form and ability is neither here nor there. The sheer law of averages, mathematics itself terrifies no. me coming into these games. Yeah, because if the, you
0: lose this... <laughs> Well, also, it'd be be
1: awful to lose one to them in general. What at the minute, though, would just be horrendous. But also, just mathematics, like, (sighs) sides eventually get to win a game. Every team so wins a game at some point.
0: That's all I keep points. reading from all the blues. I know they're like, "Well, would you want? Would you want even grand?" Out. That's a red. And they're like, "They
3: are due one," and it's like, "No, to they're not." Fair, even, if you flip a
7: hundred times, State it us.
3: can still be heads every single time. Like they're, they're not due know, one. You do one. That's not how you, it's do, gonna...
2: you do expect it, going you know. It's just the, it's the way it works. Football, in <laughs> I'm, I'm not thinking about it because I do. I grew up in the 90s watching Everton beat us all the time when we were shit in mid and then we've been boss ever since, and they've been crap at them. So, you know, it's one of them. If I'd be more disappointed losing. A, yeah, you don't want to lose a derby. I'd be more disappointed losing against them now, given where the league is and stuff like that. How they'd be enjoying that, and my temptation to see them. Listen, lads, we're not asked that. You just want to be like, ah, oh, we've we've cost you this, and the like. I will just picture them now. So that's why I don't want to lose one. Um, I think they're a better team. I think Neil's like, but I think we're infinitely better than that yeah. than we were last season. It's, well, the, whether, the, the, it's it's wherever we can deliver that.
1: Well, I was doing the... I, I, was doing the uh, I did City uh, talk on Tuesday morning with Steve Hothersall and he, he, he mooched towards asking for a combined 11. And I was going to say, if there's a combined 11, all 11 of them play for Liverpool. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, they tried to do that at the end <clears ago throat> the other day, that it was like, which... Three Everton players would make it into Liverpool squad, and I think the answer is probably none.
1: Well, into the squad maybe, but
3: into oh God,
2: the, I can't the, wait
1: the st- to imagine Dave Prentice's version of this. <laughs> not to put you in a position there. <laughs> but into the into the starting eleven is the one that I'm, I was just like, it's probably none. In the same way though, that you know, that's not so, like we, we know for a fact that. Yeah, into we played Swansea last January. A combined eleven of Liverpool and Swansea last January would have been all eleven Liverpool players, but Swansea won the game one yeah, 0 that, yeah, that, that's yeah, the, the, right. the, literally that's how it works. You, you'll enjoy the fact that someone on Twitter's done this and picked Jordan Pickford and goal. It's hysterical, I saw
2: that's it.
4: Absolutely. So
1: this the whole thing we've clad like, is both of his arms aren't as long as one of Allison's. We've conceded, <laughs> we've conceded five league goals, yeah. and they picked. The Everton yeah, goalkeeper this Joe Gomez. and three of the and three of the back four were blues. <laughs> See, it's, this is this is the bit where you think
2: like, you know,
1: they will. Uh, for all we're
2: saying the Lord of averages and stuff like that, they're just sitting there thinking we go to Anfield and we never get none. Mm.
1: The, the, the
0: I think it's n- is it like ninety six since nineteen ninety six or something
1: ninety nine.
0: No, the um I think they've ne- not won when we scored first oh, or oh. something. I can't remember the year, but it's like it's longer than yeah. You know,
2: there is that thing, they though, might, isn't it? that you can, you know... So
0: you if we have, score, we're fine.
2: It's also my thing that, the same way with them, is that I don't like the idea that we'll prioritise certain trophies because at some point they're going to win a Sophie. and they that song's going to stop and they're going to sing it back to us. They're going to sing it back to us. So it's like, keep, you know, don't take this for granted. Got to keep, you know, relenting to, you know, be the relentless sorry in,
1: you know... The game, there's every chance, for the game's a bit, a bit dour, to be honest. We've, they've only conceded nine on the road. Um, they've only scored seven on the other hand. Uh, so they are in negative credit. Uh, we've, we're 14 and one, um, so far. We were very patient against Watford. I can't, another reason why I've got a, a mild sort of thing. I can't imagine quite what the game looks like. Mm-hmm. Normally you can sort of go, I know what this is going to be. I know that the, the, this is likely to happen. This is likely to happen. And this is one of the most enigmatic Merseyside derbies for a while. There's every chance it's a, bit deader than people might think for an hour or so
0: I think that as well because I know it's that cliche the form goes out the window for the derby I think it's the one game or the two games in the year where it doesn't matter if Liverpool are unbeaten like we are we can still go and just like not turn up or anything can sort of happen I mean we always win them or draw them at least I'm, I'm, I'm positive that something's good, gonna come of it but I think it could be one of them kind of like slow sort of so sluggish bad. or it could be an absolute like one for the you know the the video the dvd
3: you know our fans aren't very good at waiting a while for something to happen Do you know what i mean as in if we were playing really good football and it was nil nil at 60 minutes i think everyone sat around me is being quite difficult to be sat next to and i think that like we're not very good at maybe watching especially against Everton, like, watching us play the kind of football that you have to play to win matches and to be first or second in the Premier League. Sorry, can I? No, no, I just, I don't know. I think that, like, it could be one of them where if you can't picture how it goes, it could be a slow and maybe nothing happens. But, like, that's OK as long as we get a goal in the end and beat them. I just, I, I don't know how, how good we are at watching football well, like that.
2: My nervousness at 60 won't come from the idea of thinking, oh, my God, you know, all frustration or anything like that. Mine will be like, they're going to pinch on it.
0: Yeah, they're going to yeah, get a call and, and they're going to
2: pinch one. That'll be my nervousness. And it'll be like, and then they're going to shut up shop. And then we've got to kickstart yeah. again to do something. And we can't kickstart once in a game at the minute, let alone twice. <laughs> that, that's my concern with it. But I, I can easily see, <laughs> I, I think it'll be a, I, th- I think they'll play within themselves. I think they'll be trying to keep the ball as much as they can. Um, and stuff like that. I don't, you know, they're going to go wide. I think but they're not going to lie on the centre forward to do something. They're going to go wide. They're going to use pace if they can. But, you know, I'd expect we could combat that with our full-backs, and, and equally turn them round very quickly. And I think I could easily see that, you know, they're on the break and, you know, Robinson or Trent get the ball a full-back, play balls ball down the line,
1: into a salad, and like suddenly, you know, it's 1-0 and they're all crying. Well, well that, for me, Jay, it, it's my, my thought process on it in terms of when I do try to sort of genuinely engage with how it could go. If Watford is a bit of a, you know, in hindsight... I wasn't at all happy at half the time against Watford. I wanted more from Liverpool. But then when we got to about 64 minutes, I was sitting next to Paul Senior and I said, still next to Paul Senior and I said, it's only 64, Paul. But all, you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. in it, because you feel as though you've got to get something quick. It's only sixty-four, and Liverpool, by that point, they still haven't scored. They go on and they end up scoring three. I think, you know, and I thought, Watford had flogged themselves. Well, at sixty-four, and that's. I was about to say, I think even Paddy Sanjaman, Paddy Saint-Germain was shattered by seventy. Yeah. They were absolutely shattered. Just that were, we couldn't then. We couldn't take advantage, but Watford, we did take advantage. I think. I think you may well see a lot of Everton being moved around, left to right. Little look at this, little look at that. Keep moving, boys. Keep them going. Yeah, get this. Yeah.
2: Get their fans annoyed. They'll turn. They're in, the, they're in Anfield. They're annoyed anyway. They'll get. They'll, if, they'll, if
0: the Reds go like that, their fans, then they they, they we'll fa- roll them over. I'm confident in that.
2: Their fans will, you know, there's a picture doing the rounds, isn't there You know, let's like, do that thing where we all turn our back and put, put the middle finger up when they're playing new level. Oh, I was like, lads, we're not bothered. We're just pity you more than anything. You know, they're gonna be. Their tension will be palpable from minute one. So if we do that and frustrate them, you know, and then we and then we score, that will that will kill their confidence.
1: Um, which would be nice before I ask you to pick me a shape in a team uh, I'm going to get Jay to explain why he's an uh, Evertonian list. they're
2: just nice people aren't they uh, no basically during the years of doing Spurs of Shankly stuff they got really fed up of seeing me be on the telly uh, and decided that it was an affront to their taste that I was regularly on the telly which is maybe fair enough seeing my face pop up every time you're having your tea because it was always on like in an order and you'd see tonight at tea time but because obviously it would be talking about Liverpool I'd, you, you know Amelia as a journalist will know this, you'd, have to refer- you'd usually ask your interviewee to reference the question within yeah. your answer because, you know, they don't play the, the, much the take question, the clip, yeah, So yeah. I would be talking about sort of, you know, all the things we're asking Liverpool to do or Liverpool Football Club, you know, we want what's best for Liverpool. So then they decided that my name was James Liverpool Football Club McKenna. <laughs> and then, so regularly on their forums, this was sort of pre twitterish days where it was pretty big. On their forums, you would see, like, oh, uh, When Skies Are Grey. They have this really old version of it, which is, like, it would just be Jay McKenna, Jay McKenna, Jay McKenna, and like, constantly things. So then they had a fanzine at the time when Sky's are Great, and I was in work one day, working in the job centre, and a girl came in and went, you're apparently one of the most irritating things to Evertonians this summer, and I was like, what on earth are you talking about? You no. Know, so she brought in, which I've got a photo of, actually, let me find it, um, which was that Evertonians uh, listed in this fanzine irritating things uh, to them, which I was like, well, is that on your CV? <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, it was,
0: fantastic.
2: <laughs> it was one of the more enjoyable things. I can't find it at the minute, but there's no internet down here. Yeah. But um, I came 11th, James Liverpool Football Club McKenna came, <laughs> la- came, 11th, came 11th, Spirits of Shankly came 12th. I was the highest placed cop I to beat Dave Kirby and everybody, which is astonishing, really. Um, I did what did I come behind? I came up, I came behind Barcelona tapping up players using first teamers, which is still a prevalent problem. I did amazingly. That's a you, to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, some things never go away. I, I, amazingly, I came ahead of people who smell of plasticine <laughs> and smackheads who ride dead little bikes wearing dead big coats. So I think I've got, you know, <laughs> I've got, I've still, I've got a copy of the fanzine. It's the one evident thing I've it's got a in Is
0: it than your house.
2: No, it's not yet, but I've got photos of it and Instagram. It's, it's genuinely fantastic. And like, it properly annoys them. It like, I've had, I've been on the the telly doing interviews for work. So I was on I was on once doing the budget. And those like, I never told him, I was like, what the fuck's this gotta do with him? It's like, make it work for the T U C. We've been asked to respond to the budget. I haven't like, you know, they haven't come and asked me because I support Liverpool. This isn't how it works. Mm. But like the frustration is like it's palpable. To uh, be
3: fair, men riding really small bikes in big coats is a thing that you don't see outside of Liverpool. <laughs>
1: I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, Kiva, what shape are you going? And what Are you going to go the 4 2 3 1 or are you going to go 4 3
0: 3? I like 4 3 3. Just the all them twos and ones, and I just can't really. Yeah, I my head doesn't. I like just the proper shape, you know, like.
1: So you. So would you pick Shaqiri?
0: Um, oh, do you know what? Yeah, I'd throw him in.
1: Uh, you rest one of the front three or you play him in midfield?
0: Um, I'm playing him in midfield with uh Nabby and Wynaldum.
1: Nabby and Wynaldum. Which
0: doesn't really make sense, but it does.
1: No, I know I know I know exactly what that looks like. That's just, just but,
0: a, I think Milner was alright last night,
3: Henson's obviously banned, so he can't play. Um but yeah, I'm going with that. That's
1: you got, going with that, Amelia?
3: Four three three and whatever the manager thinks. Neil. What, whatever the manager whatever thinks. Whatever the manager thinks is best is what is well, best. Well he
1: knows how fit they are. Jay, what are you doing? Um he needs to play for me in up top
2: and stop doing the salad thing through the middle. He needs to I'd play Salah, I'd play Firmino up top, and I'd probably do something that resembles closer to a four-two-three-one, but I wouldn't have two sitting players. So I'd have maybe one sitting. Maybe I'd give Firmino go, let him volley people for a bit in a derby, um, maybe play Milner next to him and expect a bit more at uh, Salah, uh, Salah Sturridge, Mane behind.
1: Um, then
2: you'd yeah, go for it. You'd go for it. Yeah, why not? We're at home, so no security for you. Um, no, yeah, he's in the three, any? So it's my 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 midfield, Milner. Fabinho, Salah, Mane, Shakiri. Fabinho, you said, you said storage a minute ago. Sorry, I thought Sturridge you said starting storage. And, and then you, you, you bring. I, I think Kate deserves minutes, but I just don't think you start him in the Merseyside RB. Oh, we haven't not played for so long. I think Shakiri deserves a start. He's been playing well. He tries to make things happen. You maybe say to them four,
1: go mad, do what you want. Go mad, do what you want. Uh, hopefully, do what you want. It involves winning heavily. a uh, a prediction scoreline.
0: I hate so hard, do I don't know. I hate doing it because I I'm
1: never, like, can't it. say it, yeah. But 2-1 yeah. um, Liverpool. 2-1, Amelia? Yeah, 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1? 2-0 Liverpool. Okay, a clean sweep of liverpool Liam victories there uh, for your weekend. I listen, thank you very much to the three in the room, to Ian, City, Liverpool FC, and the Zootons for taking the time this week. Enjoy yourselves, but we all know it comes down to one thing, half four Sunday up the reds.
7: Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.